Hey everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan, Kirby Lupul. Ryan, Kirby, how are we doing tonight? Hope you guys are well. Thank you guys for joining me again. Ryan, how's everything in uh, South Florida for you? Pretty good. David, thank you for uh, bringing me to the game last night, I guess, even though we kind of sucked, but th- <laughs> thank you for that. Always, I'll always take you to the games, my friend. If I got an extra ticket, it always says Ryan Keelan on there for sure. But mm-hmm. Kirby, I, I can never invite you because in your frigid temperatures, there's no way you, you're leaving there anytime soon. Yeah, I'm like in the Arctic right now. Ryan, I got a question for you. Are you more upset with some of the fans not meeting you at the game or the Cowboys have more <laughs> Pro Bowl players than the Dolphins do right oh now? You, you, Kirby, you know, it's been it's been 30 seconds and you have to bring up the Cowboys already. It's I sad. don't know. I just see that after we lose a game, but then after you guys lose a game, I'm not saying stuff on Twitter and everything like that. I was like, good game. You guys play. You didn't win, but, you know, good effort and stuff like that. So, you know, I got to give it back a little bit. And I did catch Ryan on uh, David's video there that he posted to Instagram or Twitter. I'm like, David, who's sitting next to you? I thought it was Ryan, but I wasn't sure. It caught him just out of the corner of my eye. He was doing so a I little... did a little screen grab of him and put it on Twitter. There. He was doing a little golf clap for the, for the boys. Uh, no, it was for the hero. I think it was a little mischievous look on his face. Well, <laughs> Instagram, like, what's Ryan up to? That Grinch-looking smile that he has. Yeah, yeah the Grinch. My right? time of the year. <laughs> yeah, obviously, with the holidays here, we're very excited for everyone to that's celebrating different holidays and stuff like that. Obviously, the Panthers don't have much to celebrate right now, with the record being 15, 15, and four. Uh, a lot of fans throughout the the community have been less optimistic for those that were optimistic to begin with. Uh, And we're very excited today to have two fellow members of our Spaces community, uh, Lex and Cody, who have been part of our Spaces community since we started now. Ryan, I want to say we started this in like February or March of last year. Yeah, we've almost been doing it a year now. Yeah, and Kirby, Cody, and Lex were always the first ones there, always tuning in. So Lex, we'll start with you. Thank you for joining us tonight. I hope everything is well and a little intro on yourself. And thank you for joining us tonight, Lex. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm actually in town for just a couple of weeks. I usually am living in Los Angeles, but I grew up in South Florida for basically my entire life. So that's kind of how I got into the Panthers. Um, Both of my parents are Canadian, so we're naturally really into hockey. So um, I grew up just kind of watching the Panthers with my dad and going to the game. So it's always just been a part of our family. Um, so when I moved to LA, um, I still am following the team, although the time difference can be a little bit challenging, but yeah, I'm a diehard Panthers fan. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice to meet you the other night at the game. Uh, obviously <clears throat> meeting a lot of you guys is always Great for me. And to meet Lex was obviously awesome. And to see your dad there with you was was great. You know, hope you guys are enjoying your time in South Florida. I know you said the humidity is a little bit rough, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy. The difference in weather coming from California to Florida, but it's nice getting to catch a couple games mm-hmm. um, in person and spend time with the family. Nice, nice. And then Cody, Cody, welcome in another one of our spaces, loyal co-hosts that Kirby has. Uh, every game after uh, every after every game we have here. So, Cody, a little intro on yourself again, my friend, and thank you for well, joining us. Well, thank you for the kind intro. Once again, thank you for having me on. Well, uh, I grew, I'm from Miami, Florida. Grew up down here my entire life. Actually, growing up, I was more around football than I was around hockey. Okay. But when I was summer camp around six years old, we went ice skating, and we went to – like in most rinks down here, you have like two sides. You have like the hockey side and you have like the recreational side where all the public goes to like skate or whatever, mm-hmm. like with their families. And we grouped up on the hockey side and I just got found. I was so interested in it. Nice. And uh, I kind of fell in love with it then. Played a little bit some growing up, mm-hmm. uh, mostly defensemen. But but uh, I started following the Panthers probably – around like the 0708 season when I was six okay. that's the first season I remember and uh, I've been following it ever since I mean through the ups and the downs it's been mostly down but uh, we had some ups these last couple of years but I'm hoping we'll get back to it through these uh next couple of weeks and months here 
And David Lex Absolutely. has a Canadian connection with her family. And then Cody has a connection with his girlfriend, actually from the Calgary area. And uh, <laughs> she's a big Canucks fan. So it's kind of nice to have those Canadian ties with both Cody and Lex. Nice. Do not, do not bring, light, yeah. so. we do love not br- Do not bring up those Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the first and the last time. And they, that dang team has brought me more pain than good. Not, not a fan of them right now. So, but. yeah, this is going to be a little bit different from our former episodes where we kind of recap what the Panthers have done since we last uh, had our last episode. Uh, again, the Panthers have continued to struggle uh, after a nice win in New Jersey. Barkov went down with an injury that looked a little bit uh, suspect for sure to, to our liking, especially the way that Nico, he sure uh, kind of, I don't know if he targeted Ryan. Would you say that was kind of a target or just kind of like a fluky, just his stick went on the wrong part of Barkov's body. I think it was fluky. I, I don't think, I don't know. He has no history of being dirty. I don't think he wanted to hurt Barkov like that. So I'm going to say that was a fluke. I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but. Are yeah. you okay with the Panthers going at him a bit for it? Or do you think. Yeah, if, if they think it's dirty, of course, like it's hockey, they can go at him. I'm, I don't have any problem with that. I have a problem with the devils for being soft about it, but it is. Yeah, what it, it's really strange that a lot of people have said that he sure, although he's a captain, doesn't have that kind of fortitude to stand up for himself in the way that when Kachuk came at him at the the other night uh in the the second game that they played the Devils he kind of just like went to the refs who were like help me help me you know that's what Barkov would do too <laughs> the same same guy got a little better <laughs> so it, it yeah. looked like the Panthers were kind of on track with a nice win in New Jersey then that Monday night game in Boston where the Panthers went down four nothing right off the bat and then it looked like the comeback hats were on, but Knight just couldn't make a save for, to save his life. And Boston eventually blew us out seven to three. So all the momentum from that New Jersey game kind of felt deflated, in my opinion, and especially in the community was like, here we go again. And then, of course, the loss against New Jersey at home just kind of pretty much puts us at 500 now. So I asked you guys, I asked Kirby this last episode, and we've been asking the community a lot. Um, Ryan, I'll, I'll start with you, and then I'll go to Lex and Cody. Has this been like the most disappointing season so far from any type of season you can remember from the Panthers, Ryan? Um, Yeah, it has to be because, you know, the, we ha- had real expectations this year, and we're definitely not meeting them right now i think we'll get a little better than we are i think we'll kind of figure it out once everyone's healthy but we're on the verge of missing the playoffs right now we need to go on a little run in the next you know five games and win three out of five four out of five and get back into this thing but yeah it's very disappointing so far i i honestly i think we all thought everyone in here thought we would be uh you know at the third spot right in one of the two wild card spots right now but Mm -hmm. we're not so we're gonna have to deal with that but we need to get healthy Right. Lex, do you agree with what Ryan says or do you kind of remember different times? I'm kind of on the same page as Ryan. Like, I think like growing up, obviously the Panthers weren't so successful as we've seen them in recent years. Um, But that was kind of expected. I feel like this year when you're coming off a president's trophy, like our expectations were high. I mean, I know we had a lot of changes in the offseason with some players and then also bringing on Paul Maurice. So we didn't, we obviously, I don't think anyone expected like a second season of president's trophy, but I don't think anyone expected the record that we have right now. So Mm. it's definitely for me, the most disappointing season thus far. Um, I mean, it speaks for itself that like the last team that um, went off a president's trophy the year before and missed playoffs was in 2013 and that's Boston. So Mm it this like just doesn't happen and like it's not even like we're looking at missing the playoffs like we're looking at missing the playoffs by like a long shot so i feel like that just speaks volumes about how this season has turned out right cody uh certainly is disappointing i mean i don't think anyone would have thought going into the christmas break one us being five points out of a playoff spot, four or five points out of a playoff spot, but I and also not even having a three game winning streak going mm-hmm. into this. But yeah. I still think the 2016 17 season was the most disappointing in Panthers history, in my opinion, just because of the fact that if you could compare this team versus that team, this team got worse in the offseason. That team technically, we added in the 
2016 offseason. That was when we moved Dale Town up into higher management, away from day-to-day hockey ops, and they, we put in a Tom Rowe, the whole Tom Rowe experience. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure everyone remembers that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people forget we added that offseason because we got Keith Yandel. Uh, we tried with the Jason DeBurr signing. James Reimer was also signed to kind of be a goalie tandem with Luongo. And that's when we also signed uh, Jonathan Marceseau. So you and you brought in like a, a young prospect back then who's a pretty good player now, Jared McCann. But mm-hmm. the difference in why I say that is because this team really got worse because, okay, we added Matthew Kachuk and we lost Jonathan Huberto, but the Kachuk, but Kachuk cancels that out. But we lost Mackenzie Weaker, who, if anyone, most people will say he's not that great of a dunce, but he is. Like, he had those two boneheaded mistakes that cost us twice in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't overshadow what he was for us. Uh, we lost Mason Marchman, who was basically a guy that helped us create that balance we had last year with the scoring. With We had the high score, top scoring three lines in all of hockey, best top nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just uh, – and once again, just uh, having – bringing in like a new coach because just uh, bringing in a kind of a new identity where uh, I feel like so far I ha- we haven't seen it yet. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but I, this is certainly disappointing. I'll put it second to that 16, 17 season for sure. Okay. Yeah. I remember the 16, 17 season as well. High ass expectations. That was the season coming after um, the, the, playoff, Island, the yeah. Islanders series lost. And then, yep. Like we said, we had a lot of good players that were added. Trotrek was still on the team playing really well. Um, and, yeah, it, the team kind of blew up after that. It was just three seasons of just, just mediocrity after that. So, yeah. David, I have those numbers there. The 2015-16 season, 103 points. And then the one that – franchise Cody, record at the time. Yeah, Cody's alluding to, we dropped – we dipped to 81. So, the point percentage difference was 62 to 49. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Lex's example this season, we're at a 50-point percentage where we're coming off a 74% and a 70%. So, I think, like, they can both make arguments to what they have there. And and I, I kind of, like, lean to what Cody's saying, but – uh, by the end of the season, if it goes really disastrous, kind of like how Lex was saying at the end there, mm-hmm. then I think this season could be number one with her mentioning that Boston Bruins stat where they were the last team to miss since their president's trophy, whatever she said in 2012 or 13. So mm-hmm. I think those are two seasons. And then, like I told you, I, I've talked on the podcast last week. I went back and talked about um the one after the Stanley Cup year. year. We had uh, what we had an 80. We went from 92 to 89 and then the following season 63 that was in 97 98 so i throw that 97 98 season in there too and that's when the Stu barnes trade happened and that was like a big setback with the organization so i think those would be the three seasons the one that lex mentioned cody mentioned and then back in 97 98 with the 63 point season which is a 38 percent points mm-hmm. percentage that year yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of dark times in, in the Panthers' history. Like Lex said, there's so many seasons that expectations were nowhere near what the expectations were this year. To uh, Playoffs are pretty much a shoe-in. There's no question that the Panthers have a good enough roster to make it, even with, like Cody said, some pieces being moved out and maybe not being replaced due to cap constraints. But the reality is we're a 500 team right now. No matter what the paper says, five on five uh, analytics, anything we're a 500 team. And that's just the reality of it right now. And like Ryan said, if the five on five paper and if the paper starts to turn into actual production on wins, then yeah, the Panthers could go on a run. But like Cody said, we haven't won three games in a row. Uh, We win one, we lose two, we win two, we lose three. So it's just been a battle of trying to stay above 500. And now we're at that 500 mark and everyone's like flipping out. This is terrible. We're seeing the players react in maybe ways that uh, we didn't expect from a team that would be battling for a division or just maybe a top two seed in the, in the Atlantic. So real, real frustration boiling in from the Panthers community. I'm sure Lex and Cody, you guys have seen it. Uh, you guys are always in the discord and stuff like that. The spaces can go on for a long time of just like, man, you know, I wish it was like last year, but this year is this year. And it's always looked nice to look back on last year, but the reality is 
yeah, we're a 500 team and there's nothing, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but Ryan, I wanted to ask you one question here too. Um, okay. If you were to say like, okay, I, I've really liked this from the Panthers so far. Is there anything that stands out to you that you can think off the top of your head that, yeah, this has kind of been really nice for us, even though our record isn't really good? I mean, there's, I think there's only one answer and it's Matthew. Starts and ends with one guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it has to, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone else, I don't, I don't know. is like average. I would also venture to include um, the pairing of Mahura and Gudis has been quite nice to see mm-hmm. blossom over this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and a good I'm point. partial, but you know. <laughs> and Cody, anything? Uh, the emergence of both Brandon Montour Andor and Etulu Sterinen. Yeah, I'm big on Etulu Sterinen for sure. I think he's been a superstar yeah. for us for yeah. his value. And, and Money Montour, thanks, Cody, for mentioning his name, not like yeah, 50 minutes with, into Spaces or the podcast you mentioned. It <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, nice to hear. <laughs> with Ekblad just being like completely off, I think, mm-hmm. he's picked up the offensive slack that he's left. And it's like he's probably in the way he's kind of kind of like become like almost like kind of like a catalyst for the offense now because – you every time or most of scoring chances come from Montour, either putting in the puck on net, driving the play. He's somewhere around there, and then Lusterine. And I mean, I'm starting to think, uh, could we start calling him Baby Barkov because his stick lifts and poke checks and stick checks have been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's taken that step. I don't think anyone expected, not even me, and I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's already just, almost career high numbers in points. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll, he'll he'll shatter be, it. Yeah, he'll shatter it by the All Star break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just I mean, it's kind of hard to like answer that question because nothing has really been consistent on this team. <laughs> like for sure. for sure. David, would you say Carter Verhage for yourself because you're a big Verhage fan and especially 28 points in 33 games? I'm looking at here. Yeah, I mean, I think Verhage has done well in, in certain moments. I think he's gotten a little bit cold, like we've said in past. Uh, when Barkov's not in the lineup, like I yeah, said. Yeah, he's gone, he's gone now one, two, like seven games. And he's got two goals in, in like seven games, which isn't too bad. But like you said, with Barkov in and out of the lineup, uh, that was always his main man. Now he's been with Bennett a little bit, Lister Ryan in now a little bit, so... You expect a little bit of a drop off from Verhage. He's still at a pace of 40 goals, which would be fantastic. But again, we don't think that percentage of 18% goals percentage per shot is going to stick, you know, for the whole season. But you never know. I think, like you said, we've seen uh, Forsling play really well offensively. Um, another name that I've kind of enjoyed, although a lot of people have been hard on. I think Eric Stahl has picked up his game in the last two weeks. He's played really well. I think the last three, four games, that Lomberg stall cousins line has looked really, really good five on five, which is kind of sad to say when it's the third line, but they've been really good. And that's that was the name that Maurice highlighted today, that particular line being uh, if there's more shifts like that line from every single line, they think five on five, they'll be in pretty good shape. Um so, yeah, it's really tough. To, I mean, the goaltending has just been – there's no – I can't say Knight or Bobrovsky has been good. Knight looked like he was playing better, and then he got sick, and now it looks like he's uh, – he looked bad in Boston. That That's probably one of the worst goaltending performances I've seen in a, in a long time um, from a Panther goalie. But, yeah, real tough to say any type of, like, positive note. Um but I, I do want to throw one question towards you guys right here. Just kind of a quick fire answer for you, Ryan, first. Is is Matthew Kachuk the only all-star on the Panthers right now? If there was the vote yes. tomorrow. Yes. I would say yes. Lex? Yeah, I would agree with that. Cody? Perfectly agree. Kirby? If we were in Toronto with the caveat, someone like Brandon Montour would be an all-star, but because oh, he plays man. in Florida, he will not be. So yes, just the one with Kachuk. So Kachuk uh, is the only all-star for when the Panthers will be representing the all-star uh, events. We, You guys think there 
there's no possibility that Montour makes it. Not because we're we're Florida. If we were Tampa, yeah. if we were definitely Toronto, if we were Montreal, like how many sure. D do they take to the All-Star game? He won't get that league recognition, you know, like he doesn't have like the Ekblad, even though Ekblad's a negative 11 right now, like Ekblad's yeah. name carries more weight than Montour's. Like Alex, Alex, they'll give it to, they'll give it to Darlene maybe like in the division. Right. Uh, Darlene, Cider. Uh, even Cider hasn't been good this year. Hedman hasn't even been good this year. Right. Morgan Riley's been injured. Shabbat's we, been okay. Shabbat? If we were winning, Montour would get more recognition as an yeah. all-star. If we were yeah. in a spot, yes, okay. that. But then, 100%. but if you're Toronto or Montreal or Tampa, you you could just be second, third, fourth, and that guy would get there. Mm-hmm. It's still, that Florida. Here's one Delta for you. Team. Let's say let's say um, Barkov comes back after mm-hmm. the Christmas break and he plays every game after that. It's probably a full month of Barkov. That's at least like 12, 13 games that he would play in January, and he stays at his like just under point per game production. He let's say. We're 40 games. He's played 40 total games after our, like, let's say 50, 52. And he's around 38, 39 points. Do you think that would be enough for them to be like, okay, we got to include Barkov in there for the fans? No. No? We had a president's trophy team last year, and they did not give us two players. So yeah, us, <laughs> his name was Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin, yes, but 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 he's not, and we're the Panthers. Yeah. I think I think Even yes, I think because hosting. it's here, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. here. That that's that why I would say yeah. yeah. I, I still but, hear you. But I just think they're just like like once again like how many guys do they take? Because yeah, hundred percent. If it's like two, if it's like two or three centers, like. If it's three, maybe he squeaks in two. No, because you have Austin Matthews, who Toronto, you know, he's going to get that recognition. Mm-hmm. Then you have Paige Thompson, who's probably been the best player in the Atlantic Division by far this year. Him or Mitch Marner mm-hmm. have been by far the best player in the Atlantic so far. So that's why I'm like kind of like eh, with Barkoff because he's been in and out. Of the mm-hmm. lineup these last like couple weeks, so I don't think he has that strength of or strength of it. All mm-hmm. he has is really his name, but right. Well, I know last year the All Star game was in Vegas, and they picked three all three players from Vegas: uh, Mark Stone, Marchesso, and Petrangelo. Uh, obviously, the Pacific was not the strongest last year, but uh, them including three, maybe the 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 uh, voters put in Barkov as a shoe in kind of to give the Panthers at least a couple representatives next year. I would, I would think, I don't know, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. If Barkov thinks that, I think it'd be like that last chance boat that they right. have every year. Right. 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 That monitor th- might be on that ballot too. Yeah. Like I said, I think they're going <laughs> to try to at least put two, they have to, because it's in Florida, you know, get, get a couple of the, the fans more excited than Matthew could. I would think I would, I would put Barkov. If he stays at that pace, he comes back, he's healthy, he's producing at a point per game, maybe even better. I would think that maybe they try to squeeze him in. You, you know, the there's always politics in these all-star, all-star votes for sure. Um, Let's see. That, that's what I would guess. But, again, I could be wrong for sure. But Okay, no, go ahead, Cody. I just looked it up. So it goes six forwards, three defensemen, two goalies. Right. I mean, and you each... would assume Matthews, uh, Kachuk, Stamkos, Kucherov, probably. There's got to be a representative from Tage. every team. We're not getting They'll the goalie. Right, it could be Matt Murray or something. They'll Tage probably Thompson. have one of two of Stamkos and yeah. Kucherov and then Vazzy. Yeah, Pasternak. Um, they sure. always have two or three. Yeah, so let's yeah. go. Uh, so Pasternak. Here's what I. This is like how would I do it? Pasternak, Marner, Matthews, Kachuk, uh, Tage Thompson, and I'm trying to think of like all the teams in the Atlantic. Um, there needs to be someone on, on so Ottawa, Montreal. Brady Kachuk. Yeah, yes. Brady. Yeah, yeah, maybe Suzuki so that, from Montreal. Oh dang. Yep. That's there's got to be a representative. I don't think there's a, a lot of forwards. So, a lot of forwards in the Atlantic, David, because Hedman's having a down year. Morgan Riley's been injured. Ekblad hasn't too. been good. Yeah. So yeah, the Detroit's defense are up awesome. for grabs, but we're not going to take the B or or what? the goalie unless there's someone like Montreal. Maybe Mike Matheson, <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> no, no way. 
I don't think he's doing that good. He can't be. I don't know, but is like I guess you got to put Suzuki or Caulfield. I think Caulfield would be in before Suzuki. Yeah, wasn't Suzuki last year? Yeah, he was in yeah. last year. Yeah, it'll yeah. definitely be Caulfield. Because yeah, Caulfield had that long stint in the AHL at oh, the okay. start of the year. Yeah. So the 3D are probably going to be Cider. There's one because Detroit really doesn't have that many forwards. Dolene has to be. Mm-hmm. I feel. Dolene. Maybe like if they go want to go like forwards, I guess you could throw in Thomas Shabbat maybe for the last one. Right. Yeah, and there's I'm, a lot of a lot of time for sure. I I yeah. think like you guys said, Kachuk is a shoe in, and then yeah. But for Boston, I think like the goalies in my opinion are Andre Vasilevsky and Linus Olmark. Linus Olmark's probably the head honcho in the Vesna right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I do and, know I do know that last year. The Pacific, because like I said, they were given Vegas kind of gave got a little bit of love. They actually only had one defenseman on their team picked from the Pacific, which was Petrangelo. They didn't, everyone else was a forward Troy Terry, Mark Stone, Timo Meyer, McDavid, Marcheseau, Kempe, Gaudreau, Eberly, and Dreisaitl. The only defenseman they had on that team was Petrangelo. So, like I said, there could be some tweaks. To maybe add Barkov in there and just have a couple or one defenseman, uh, like what they did last year with for the Pacific team. You never yep. know. You never know. Yep. Uh so this is last year's team. I'm just gonna use this for an example. Bergeron, these are the four Bergeron, Hubie, Dylan Larkin, Matthews, Stamco, Suzuki, Brady Kachuk. Those were the forwards, and you had Darlene Hedman, Hedman for the D. I get I think they added in a f- why is there only two D? I don't know. Uh, well, because Darlene, no, they only picked one, and Darlene was replaced. He replaced Batherson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then you had Hedman, and then the two goalies were Jack Campbell and Vasilevsky. Right. You expect Vasi to be in there again? And who yeah. knows? Maybe the Panthers get Barkov. Like I said, who knows? But. Like I said, the All Star game is a little bit a ways away, but I think Kachuk is going to be in there for sure. Uh, Kirby, I wanted to ask one more question before we take our ad break here. Uh, I know you've talked a lot about um, New Jersey and and Bruno and and Maurice. I just wanted to ask you: Do you think this is right now a Maurice issue or just kind of like bad breaks? Is this kind of where Maurice is not? getting to the players' heads, or is the paper just not being brought out to the the ice? What do you think? I know you're going to throw this question later to one of our spacers, namely um, on the Paul Maurice front. I, just you know, I'm not the, it. I'm not a Paul Maurice apologist, but I'm also not a guy every, after every loss, be like, let's fire this guy, you know, but over the last week here, David, just, it's been, it's been frustrating, disheartening. And, you know, like we've talked about a lot, like really confusing and confounding because, like, what team are we? Like, we're winning games 5-1. to one. We talked about this on the podcast last week. And then we're losing games like 5-2 or like 7-3 or whatever to Boston. It's like we, we're we failing to kind of develop an identity from game in, game out. And that's what concerns me with Lex and Cody were mentioning earlier. We haven't gone on a three-game winning streak yet. So I think mm-hmm. some of this starts to reflect back on the coach because you look at the injuries Toronto has. And you look at the things that Tampa Bay's had to navigate. Look at Boston early in the year when they didn't have their decor. And and look, David, when we had Ekblad, we played quite well without him. And then he comes back in the lineup when we're not playing well. So I think some of that does definitely reflect on the coach, Maurice. But I know we'll get into Azito later and, and throughout this season with how much cap we have in the offseason. But, you know, whether people say it's a throwaway season or not, it's supposed to still be a playoff season right. and not necessarily a team that's going to be contending for the cup because of where we're at with the cap and everything like that. But I would say, David, answer your question over the last week or two. Yeah, my tune has kind of changed on Maurice a little bit. And even Maurice said when he comes here, he needs to see results within the one to three year window or they will replace him. He said Mm -hmm. that at the press conference. So Maurice, if you don't start getting going here around uh, after the Christmas break and, you know, into into the new year, then, yeah, there will be changes made. And Paul Maurice may be one of those if we're not in a playoff spot like Lex alluded to earlier. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as you, my friend. It's just been. I don't think Maurice has done an awful job per se. I still think we look good at certain times that, you know, if things were to click or a bounce here, we'd, we'd be a little bit in a better spot, but yeah, it's just, time is ticking. The clock is ticking and I'm just starting to get a little nervous for sure. And and I'm sure a lot of the fans are too, but 
before we get to our next segment, which is going to be kind of a <clears throat> Christmas naughty or nice list here. Uh, again, I want to remind everyone of our lovely ad uh, sponsor, uh, DraftKings. So uh, hang tight after this uh, ad from DraftKings, and we'll be right back to uh, to wrap up the episode. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even bigger payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So speaking of naughty and nice, Ryan, we know the incident that happened at the end of last game with New Jersey, then they scored the empty net. Matthew Kachuk went at Nico Heischer, your boy, who you put some money on again. My boy. You put some money on him. I'm not my boy anymore. I said if he didn't get three shots, he's not my boy. You put a little bit of a dough on him to to go against the Cats. So he went at your boy, and I posted it on Instagram this morning, and there were a lot of likes. A lot of people were really interactive on it. And one comment I want to read from uh, D'Lo Lobo, who's in our Discord and on Twitter and Instagram, his comment said, well done, Chucky. He sure won't win anything backing down from challenges like this. Intentional or not, he injured Barkov. In hockey, he has to pay for that by fighting one of the Panthers. He's making it worse on himself later by chickening and turtling out. Would you say you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, if you know Barkov got hurt, the Panthers felt like it was dirty and... If it was dirty or not, they have all the right to answer. It's hockey. You can literally punch people in the face. So I have no issue with what Kachuk did. And yeah, I agree. Lex, I have another quote here for you. Let me know how you feel. Uh, this is saying- this is going at Nico. It says, it's beyond embarrassing that a captain of an NHL team can't even defend himself. You've already got the refs protecting you. At least try to throw a couple punches back. Do you agree that kind of Nico is like too soft in that scenario? He needs to like step up and, you know, take charge that they're coming yeah, out. Um, I saw a lot of comments, not only about him not fighting back, but also like how his teammates just kind of like left him out to dry. Um, I don't know what it is either. He's just like soft or like, or that he just kind of knows like, yeah, you know what? Like I did injure Barkov, even though I didn't mean to. So this is kind of deserved. I don't know what the actual answer is, whether he's just soft or he just feels bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, but- Lex and Ryan, didn't you see like Nico throwing some little rabbit punches when he was in the scrum? And then when he got separated, he started to like turtle. So he, he yeah. was throwing some hands when he had his boys surrounding him. But then when he got pulled away with Kachuk, he wasn't throwing anything. And he was just like pretty much turtling. So yeah, that's yeah he showed. was like the rest of now. Yeah. Well, I know. Like I know when, when they scored the empty net, Ryan was saying, where, where is everybody? <laughs> was, I was pissed. He was adamant. Yeah. Like, where is everybody? Why is there? They were cherry net? picking. Four of them were at the blue line waiting to, you know, get a, a three on one or a three on two. And so Ryan, Ryan's, and been, we Ryan's been sending out the videos on the, these empty nets lately. You did the one in the, the home game with Barkoff there, Ryan, yep. too, right? Weeks ago. Got to keep them honest. So Ryan and I were already out of the, the arena by the time that fight happened. So we didn't see the fight because we were so pissed. Uh, and that comment came from Uncle B on Twitter, um, the one that I read to Lex. Uh, I have one here, Cody, for you from Nick M on Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, at McNerzuck, something like that. Um, the comment is, other than Lomberg, no one else on the team has the guts to stand up for a teammate, including the captain and other assistant captain. Kachuk is setting a tone that hopefully bleeds into next year when we are when, – I guess he's already kind of the season out – when we can be more competitive. We've never had that tone slash image from any of our players before. Do you agree with that kind of on that Kachuk statement that he's really the only one that in scenarios where people have gone at his guys, he's the only one kind of stepping up for him? Uh, I mean, 
from this season, I'd say no, because when Verhage got hit early on this season, I forgot which game it was, but you guys could probably say it. Barkov actually started in, got in there and threw punches for the first time I think any Panther fans ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. That was crazy. I, I forgot which game that was. What about number nine on the roster, Cody and Lex? Yeah, I uh, was also going to jump in. You know how I feel about my, my boy, Radko. Radko will not stand for any slander. <laughs> Radko, Bennett. Bennett's like yeah, that. Bennett as well. Uh, uh, and I got to mention my boy, Etulusteride. I mean, after Barkov got hurt in that second period, who was the one that kept checking Nico mm. against the boards when he had a puck? It was Etu. I mean, it's just uh, you can't really do it the way this guy's thinking you could do it now. Like, you can't just go up to the guy and just, like, yank his gloves off and just start right. swinging for the fences. Right. And, and uh, like, you're not going to see Ekblad in too many of those because it's just past concussion issues. I'm pretty sure it's been doc- – I'm pretty sure everyone knows, like, his past concussion issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a problem if he stay kind of stays away from it. Because we'll have other guys bring in the slack. But, you know, it's just, uh, I think uh, Kachuk and Lombard do bring in that toughness, that, like, that that kind of grit that like we've always... on the edge type of thing. Yeah, like, kind of Border like that. Line. Yeah, like, Bennett's like that, but he's not like fighty like that. He 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 hits hard. That's <laughs> well, I don't the know. Thing. Ask Tampa oh. last year, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> and how about um Cousins? I feel like cousins, oh, yeah, cousins down cousins as well. A I mean, he'll find his place on the team, right, Lex and Coit? Like, I just think you know, yeah, cousins we're see more from him. I'd say, yeah. And I mean, if you guys need a video of cousins being a little little pest, him and Hubie got into it year a couple uh, in the twenty twenty one season. Oh yeah, yeah, love so, that video. <laughs> it's like, like you. We have enough of that on the team. We've never had it in the past, and I'm bringing yeah. that back. You know, we have one guy like Good Branson or one guy like Paul Loss. Like, there's a collection of guys that I don't know can do that now for this yeah, team. It's, it's nice to have guys that are like that and can actually like make some plays. You know, not like yeah. I'm not not trying to throw Sean Thornton under the bus, but you know, Michael was, Haley too. Yeah, they were they were fighters yeah. that really couldn't do do too much. Well, on an island, that no one had their back and they were doing it all themselves, David. Too right, right. Yeah. right. And Kirby, tell, you know, one more one more quote here from the, the incident. This is kind of going against Kachuk here. Um, this is from Eugene Dubois on uh, Twitter. They said this is talking about Kachuk. He's a thug. He sure is one of the cleanest players in the league. He deserves to lose games for going after he sure after the ref broke it up. Is that a little bit too harsh saying calling for games for thug? Remember how we talked about that earlier in the year with Tampa? I'll just I'll just take it back to earlier today with my Edmonton friend again trolling me. You guys say why do I not like Edmonton? I have family there, friends there. Troll me all the time on Matthew Kachuk. I said to my friend, "Did you see what Nico did to Barkov?" Actually, I I didn't. Just like they didn't see what Kucherov did to Barkov when he hit him from behind and Kachuk went at him. So people cherry pick. They pick their own narrative. And that's how it comes out as factual to a lot of hockey fans, David. So, you know, right now, New Jersey fans, Ryan, they're salty, whatever. But it's not a thuggish move. It's like, how many times do we see our captain get taken down by Rutu and Kucherov? Now Nico. Like, are we just going to be like, well, okay, that guy's never done it before. So let's just let him let him breathe. Or, you know, only if it's a Tampa Bay guy, are we going to go after them? It's like there has been so much points through the through the existence of the Panthers with the Huberdeau and Barkoff era that we just let so many things slide mm-hmm. and those players taking shots. And David, the league doesn't care about, right. you know, a mediocre, lowly Florida Panther team. How do you earn that respect? By winning, by, I think, Matthew Kachuk. Every time he's on a national broadcast, David, I know you're at a lot of these home games, but he is spotlighted right away, whether that's because sure. he's American, whether that's because he has a personality. Um, I think he starts to get some calls at times from the refs where they let him do some of the things that he's afforded to do out there. Even Darren Pang, how he was talking about Kachuk, they weren't saying on the national broadcast, this guy's a thug. They were like, you know, he's got to stand up for his teammates. So, you know, something happened with Barkov, the Panthers aren't going to let this slide. So I just think he kind of adds credibility to our organization, something Ryan and I talked about. Like these things are no longer going to happen, you know, under his guard. And I just love to see that. So, yeah, a fan base themselves can say he's thuggish. The Oiler fans can call Matthew Kachuk thuggish. Tampa Bay fans can now call him that. But I think a lot of that's built-in bias, and they're cherry-picking as well. All right, all right. I have such a problem with that statement. I really do. 
Well, yeah, it's a little bit of naughty, a little bit of nice that we are going to get from Kachuk. The whole time he's here, he's always going to be the spotlight yeah. of the conversation for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you said that quote, that uh, comment also said like, oh, he sure's not a dirty player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it kind of said. Yeah, but it was still like... He, yeah, it like, still warrants... He's, some he's sort still of kind of cross-checked Barkov's knee. Like, right. I don't care if it was incidental or not. You have to answer the bell there. Right. It's I mean, I'm, of, not, I'm not saying it's dirty, Cody, but and Lex, but it was yeah. like a non-hockey play, kind of a weird play yeah. that he still did. Yeah, right. Our captain, but, who's out games now. Yeah, but but to sit there and like kind of just say, "Oh, he sure did nothing wrong," is kind of just <laughs> hypocritical at this point. It's not like it, he felt. It's not like he picked his skate in the ice and like toe picked and fell onto yeah. Barkov. Like, right. Right. Yeah, like, and you take thousands and thousands of draws in your life. It's not. That's not a natural way of yeah. going down. But Ryan, Ryan is—he's opposite of that. He thinks it was an accident. Well, I—I I saw some people saying that uh, Barkov was holding Barkov. his stick. I don't—I didn't see an angle of that, so I don't know. But I saw a bunch of people saying that as well. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna know. But no, we're not. To get into the next topic, our last, our main topic here, which is our naughty and nice list of 2022. Um, I've got some names here and some things that I'd like to throw one per person here um, as we get going here. Ryan, uh, we'll start with you. We'll do a little bit of combo here. Okay. Uh, you've talked about this in the past. Um, the whole arena experience uh, at the FLA, you call it FLA dead arena. Well, it was it was that one game I went to. But and it is, FLA, it is FLA live arena. How would you combine the whole parking slash food situation now this year? Has it improved? Has it uh, stay the same, or is it just plain naughty? It's it's naughty. The the and and it's it's not like the parking so much. It's just getting into the stadium. Like I leave work at six from from Boca, and well, yesterday was you know. Yesterday was different because there was an accident. I didn't even get there till like 7.30, but normally I get there right at 7, so okay. which is horrible. So I'll start the games at 7.30. But um, the food, I don't even have time to like really get food or I'll miss <laughs> a lot of the game. So I just get pizza real quick and then just run in into your section. So I'm going to say that it's still naughty. They need some improvements on the food. Start the games at 7.30 because the kids don't go to the games on uh, – on weekdays, I, I really right. don't see a lot of kids. Right, there. people keep saying to you on Twitter and on Discord, it's built around the kids. No, it's built around the people that are there that are going to the games, like you say, and like the TV audience. Yeah, like seven thirty Eastern time is a normal standard time outside of maybe Boston. They've always mm-hmm. run it at seven. I don't know if that's because they're bigger city or different things like that, but it's always been like seven thirty. So I agree with you. It's like it should be run. Yeah, for I the, just I don't the see the kids that are there, and then the people on television, the kids thing, like. You can work in weekend games and mm-hmm. the, the, the Leafs had a family game today where they played at like two o'clock or something. So like you can work those things in. So, yeah, no, you, can't have sure. two, you can't have two o'clock games here locally. There's going to be nobody. I think we have one on Martin Luther King Day. Um, yeah, you can do it on a holiday or a weekend. And yeah, then you, weekend. You have a kid's sure. day or whatever, right? Right, right. Again, I, like you said, David, they're not promoting these things in-house and doing these type of things where other organizations are doing this. Thing. I've had some good chicken lo mein at the, at the FLA live arena the last two nights. And both times I had two guys say, where did you get that? What section is that? So I'm going to say, I'm going to say nice on the food because the lo mein slaps a little bit. It's a nice little addition. They have. Yeah, but you're talking the in-house presentation. In-house I have to jump in on that. The food oh, at FLA live arena slaps. Oh my, what did you get? See? Just the chicken tenders, or no, and other things. Too. Thank you, Lex. Well, yeah, David's no, saying it was like good. Yeah, two trulies. <laughs> <laughs> I was true, two trulies. I gave you half of my, one of mine. Yeah, so well, don't even. It didn't it? Didn't make the food better. <laughs> so I guess you're gonna go with naughty with the the food uh, and the parking situation. I thought but I thought Ryan was was thumbs up, thumbs arrows up on the food in the preseason. No, he was always no. low. Oh. low the food that, that should be your next twitter poll david i should I, everyone hates the food because Ryan, tampa does it better than we do i they do have outback food. they do have outback that's the only one, other one i've been to so. one more for ryan here naughty or nice uh right. in, in, <laughs> in arena host gabby allen is she you, you like she good she's she's okay improvement and the cheerleaders we'll tie those in um gab allen is is probably naughty honestly but 
There's no way to know for sure. I like Gab Allen a lot. She's a good host. Um, the cheerleader is my favorite one. I have one favorite. Uh, I don't know his name though, but he's he's the top. He's one of the top three there. Um, yeah, I, I would say the cheerleaders are nice. Gab Allen's probably a little naughty. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, very good points there, Ryan. I agree. <laughs> We're expecting Ryan to say something else. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I agree. The cheerleaders are a good addition. They always do the in, intermission dances, really get the crowd hype. They do. Stanley the, C. Panthers. He naughty fans have been saying online. He's, he's he never there. I, I don't even oh, see him. So um, I, I in his him. Santa Claus costume yesterday, he was absolutely naughty. Besides that game, Lex, you never really see him out. You see no, him yeah, like, you never see come him. out to the ice and and before the game wave it, the flag. Historically, like, around the league, he's been a top five mascot. Like up here in Canada, people know like who he is, kind of everything. And I mean, it's really sad that it's, it's not kind hard of- when you have other mascots like Gritty and Bowie. Like, come on, they need to bring back Mini Stanley. <laughs> David, we like saw Air Stanley a couple games ago. I haven't yeah, seen Air Stanley was back. Yeah, that's right. That's way back to the Soldier Boy days. Air Stanley <laughs> always used to eat the cheerleader. So you. Yeah. You? <laughs> the soldier oh, boy, boy Kirby. I lost it there for a second. No, my history. <laughs> oh man, I'll find uh, the YouTube videos. Oh, good you know, to know the, we have the it. Miami Hurricanes duck so, or whatever the heck his name is used to come out there with the, the Stanley the duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the ibis. But yes, ibis. you're learning. We'll teach you. Right, so, Sebastian the ibis. So Ryan's got the cheerleaders nice and Gab Allen naughty. All right, that's yeah. I, I like those answers, Ryan. Thank you for that. Next, we'll go to Lex. Um, Radko Gudis, naughty uh, or nice? You know how I feel about him. You know, that's a, that's a hard question. I mean. <laughs> Is it? You said he's having a career year for them. He's having a career. Oh, are we talking about his playing ability? Just, <laughs> oh, naughty or nice? It's Christmas. <laughs> oh, it Nice. He's having a career year. If the Panthers do not re-sign him in this offseason, they are delusional. We stand Radko Gudis in the Bertrand household. <laughs> a lot of people love Gudis. He's an icon. So you're going to go nice with Gudis. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we got nice for Gudis from Lex. And then we've got Sergey Bobrovsky. A lot of heat Oof. on Sergey. Obviously, the contract is something that's always going to be in the back of our minds. And his play is never going to live up to it. But we know you're a big Bobrovsky guy, but you got to be honest here. Nice or naughty from Bobrovsky? Oh, it's tough. Like, I love Bob, but he did have a rough start to the season. I mean, it's hard because it's like we haven't really seen enough to see what his trajectory is going to be like for the rest of the season to determine my answer. But I would say if he continues with the way he's playing right now, then I would say nice. I don't know what it was that got him off to that rocky start at the beginning. Maybe it was insecurity with Knight and like Knight's extension. I think Bob is a very emotional guy. I mean, we've seen that with him like deactivating his social media just because he can't take it. So I think he has like a lot going on like mentally. So like little things will throw him off. Um so I'm not sure if that's what caused the Rocky start, but I think I think he's been doing great as of late. Um, sucks that the Panthers can't capitalize on that performance. I digress. But um, yeah, going forward, if, I, if he plays the same, then definitely nice. Okay. Okay. Good. Some, some Bob love there. A lot of Bob love from Lex for sure. Love Bob. Uh, we'll go to Kirby here for the next naughty or nice here. Uh Andrew Brunette slash Paul Maurice situation here. We'll, we'll do a little combo here. Um, do you think it was a naughty or nice way that they, I don't know if you saw Kirby, I posted the, they did a tribute for, for Brunette. Um, you know, the Panthers fans seem to always be like, oh, in the comments, bring them back, bring them back, bring them back. While Paul Maurice has gotten a lot of heat. Um, so coaching situation for the Panthers right now, do you think it's a nice or naughty situation? I think this is an obvious answer. And I know Cody's going to piggyback on some of the stuff that I see here on Maurice, but if you're throwing Bruno in there, it was just a little short tribute yesterday. Right, David. And I said on spaces, I would stand up if I was in that arena and give them three to five claps and I'm not being facetious or whatever. I'm not like an anti Bruno guy, but literally, you know, he kind of autopiloted from what Q did and, 
the playoff grade I give them last year, and I think Lex and Cody are probably with me on this, is like a C minus or a D. So, you know, we go by those end results. And again, Huberdeau was on his team, left the team, said, who cares comments. That's the team that Bruno was captaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his comments after that he was very noncommittal and everything like that. I love the presser coming in with Paul Maurice and Bill Zito. They said all the right things. Again, this is what some people say in our community. Paul Maurice is a chameleon and he can say anything and he can hit a job interview out of the park with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can say about Paul Maurice right now, because this season has been very naughty and not what we've even expected, David, being maybe like second, third, at worst, kind of entrenched in a wild card spot going into this holiday break. I think we'd probably be north of where we're at by about six to eight points. Um, You can pick and choose which of those games. So a lot of that falls on the shoulders of Paul Maurice. But um, if you kind of throw Brunette in there too, it's just like he's getting so hyped up in New Jersey and why New Jersey had such a hot start. Last time I checked after before yesterday's result, New Jersey lost six games in a row. That's not an elite hockey team. Panthers, they didn't lose six games last year. We were elite hockey team. So again, all these correlations drawn back to New Jersey, the up-tempo style of play that they play, that we're playing a boring style hockey and it's boring for people that are at the rink or watching at home. Again, I think a lot of that is just narrative right now, but where we're sitting at, and Cody, you can jump in here, I think, you know, Maurice slash Bruno, that's on the naughty list. Whether people want to look at look at it optically or look at the product on the ice this season, how things were handled from Zito, um, definitely naughty. But, you know, I still have some hope, but there's starting to be doubt cre- creeping in. And I think, David, you're with me on that too. Yeah, Cody, if you want to add to that. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, the coaching situation is definitely naughty because just the way everything has gone, it's just a – the, here's like kind of where I see where I'm at with the coaching situation is I like this past like couple weeks I've not been on hard as Maurice as I have as I would have would have been probably in like October early November like when we were generally healthy for most of the time like you know we were that without that but we, but the defense wasn't really a problem at the time right. it's just I don't the it's just mentality to me. And mentality comes from your coach. Accountability, Cody, is yeah. a buzzword our fan base is using. Yeah. On Maurice. yeah. I mean, I just believe that Maurice is so, like, seasoned in the media that he doesn't really say that in to the media because, you know, he worked in Canada for nine years. So he probably has his way around it and stuff like that. It's just – I, a lot of it is just when you're in December – and you and you're watching this team night in and night out like all of us have. None of us really have a clue on what this team really is, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is very very bad. Like these last couple of weeks, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because we've had a new guy in the lineup pretty much every night, mm-hmm. and it's very very hard to gain traction in yeah. in order to just having a new guy. Like I'll use my experience for example. Having like, like when I was playing hockey, like having a defense, like when you have a D partner and you play with them for like 10 plus games, you know what you're, what he's going to do in each situation. Is he going to pinch? Is he going to come back? Is he going to stay back? Is he going to go? It's very hard to gain chemistry like that. Mm-hmm. It really is because you have, you're with a new guy every night. Each guy plays differently. You have no, cons- you have no consistency. Mm-hmm. If it, I'll phrase it like this: If you don't have consistency in your lineup, you will not have consistency on the ice. It's impossible. And uh, I just think like the, his his decision to start start night in Boston. I felt people got on him for that because you know Bob was hot and stuff like that. And like, oh, why would you start night there? I just believe that criticism came from the fact that night just blew up. Right. If night played fine, if if night played good, we win that game most likely. And I think people, and I think people just can't, that's just kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of decision. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get him in eventually. Like right, if right. he if he was going to do that against Boston, he was going to do it against New Jersey. It was coming. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. the same way on that too. Yeah, so that's why like I'm not really hard on him, and we haven't really had a stretch of ten plus games where we've had the same lineup. Not right. one point of this season, like. 
like, yeah, Toronto's been injured. Colorado's been injured as well. Like, their main guys have – Toronto's main guys have been there, which is Marner and Matthews. They've kept that ship, like, you know, bunting. They haven't had that many forward injuries. All their injuries have been on the defense. Colorado's struggling because – but Colorado's kind of like in the same boat we are. They're losing all their top guys, and they can't gain any traction. They're better off than us because I believe they're in a, a lesser conference. But, right. yeah, it's just – but from what I've seen from just mentality wise, I, I think it's naughty. Gotcha. There's just there's just no way. Yeah, I think I agree with you guys. Just it's been a tough, you know, 24, 18 months of what the coaching situation has been, from what happened with Q to Bruno to now Maurice. It's just kind of been where we have such a good team and such a good lineup that we're hoping that this isn't getting wasted off of just unlucky circumstances and just things not working out um the way that we had hoped so i agree with you guys there some uh some naughtiness from the the coaching uh personnel for sure uh cody again we'll stick with you on this next naughty or nice one i know you've talked about it a little bit itula sarainen he was signed this off season to a really nice deal two years i think at about uh what like one and a half one and, one and a half. half yeah one and a half so a good value for a guy that last year was a fourth line guy and we've seen him kind of elevate to a higher role i would assume you agree with me that he's been uh pretty nice this year oh my gosh yes i mean <laughs> no one expected this kind of rise out of him this year like i'm pretty sure if you ask like a lot of the fan base looster ryan has been the biggest surprise for sure because you kind of saw last year like the only other guy you would say is Montour, but you kind people kind of saw Montour had that ability we did not realize looster ryan was like this Loose, the problem with Lusto, like last year, was I mean, fourth line minutes, and he was playing with Hornquist and Lomberg. Those mm-hmm. two guys on the boards checking some of the best on this team. Offensively, eh, you could do a lot better. Uh, it's just now he's playing like this is like one of the like why, like Maurice is like giving him like the reins to like move up in the lineup, and he's every line he's been on has been good. Yeah. Like he brings that defensive presence. Like he's very good with his stick. Rarely takes penalties, if any. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's if he's gotten a penalty, it's like one or two, and he's been probably been a mainstay on the penalty kill. Uh, you know, and he he's an underrated passer, and just he's been everything. He's been one of the guys that's stepped up. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of like people thought like going into the season like. We were most of the fan base were expecting kind of like a jump from like you know Colin White or at the time Rudolph Balsers like those guys right, 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 right but not right. but but Lusto's given that jump and yeah. I said that in spaces too I said there were a lot of criticism on some of the signings that uh, Zito brought in you know like you said Colin White hasn't really yeah. panned out Balsers was let go at uh, through waivers. While we forget that E2 was an RFA and they signed him to another deal that will keep him in RFA. Yeah. Uh, so that would, to me, highlights for sure. And I remember Ryan last year saying, what does E2 list Ryan even do? You know, he's a bum. So he's quieting Ryan. There's, just, there's a lot of things. <laughs> <sighs> Ryan, you were betting yesterday on the fly, my friend. You, you, I, I got to get you some hot dog or truly next game. Should have bet on E2, man. I thought we were winning that game. That's that's why I messed up. That was uh, Ryan comes into spaces. Say Lex wasn't there for the photo op. He's probably looking at the Dolphins right now. Like, what the heck's going on? He's trying to do in-game live betting on the panel. Hey, hey, I don't know where hey, Ryan's at right hey, now. Hey, keep <laughs> Dolphins out of your mouth, okay? <laughs> no, we don't have time to get into all that. Leave them out of this. And I, have, I have one more, one more for everyone here. Um, kind of just a kind of a quick answer regarding uh has it's going to be a question just regarding on this entire calendar year from january 1st 2022 till we assume okay there's a couple of games left in in the this this year but just overall in the last 365 days the florida panthers in general uh, oh. ryan would you say that it's been a nice 2020 Nicer, nicer, naughty. Is it? Is it not nice enough, or is it more towards the naughty? I mean, no. It's we got we got smoked in the playoffs, and then we we started off like this. That's it's terrible. So the second uh, half naughty. for sure has been nice, but the or naughty, but the first half you don't think that was like some nice times. 
Well, I mean, the playoffs just, you know, kind of overshadows everything the regular season did. So it's going to be a naughty for me. It's been a horrible 365 days of Panthers hockey. Lex, uh, I would think you've, you know, you've been. That was so dramatic. Um, But you know what? I do kind of have to agree with Ryan. Like there comes to a point where you're like, what does the regular season even matter? Like at the end of the day, playoffs are all that matter. So I kind of have to go with Ryan on this one. Like it's not super naughty, but it's definitely leaning more towards naughty. Okay. Cody. I'm going to split it up (laughs) from January 1st to whenever game six against Washington was. That was nice. Back to now. Oh God. I don't know where the heck we gone. Uh, that's been absolutely naughty. Throw coal at everything. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, in this calendar year, we had the longest win streak in franchise history at 13 games. Yeah, like you said, I don't know if we've had higher highs than what we had <laughs> in April. You know, regarding this team. We, so yeah, we. But he's saying the- he's saying from December 22nd last year. That's that's erasing all the good stuff from October and November, and then the yeah. coach scandal and all that, and then we're still winning. Right. Right. So even all that good stuff yeah. that the team was putting on towards on the ice, that's a race. Yeah, yeah but he, yeah, he's, but he said calendar year. So January first, yeah. I think May, uh. maybe May seventeenth. Because <laughs> that eliminates a lot of some of the good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. but but also I'm also including the highest high we've. Oh, everyone's been as a Panther fan to so the lowest of lows. Right. Because within one week, <laughs> we went from to the freaking moon mm-hmm. to complete but- depression. But that's getting erased from the playoffs, like Ryan said, and Lex was yeah. kind of alluded to, and then this season with Maurice and everything like that. So it's really hard, David, to give it a give it a nice label with how this season has kind right. of started off thirty games in. Yeah, that's the, crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought we would have been that good? I didn't. And then who would have thought it would be like this? Well, like, I know. I, you know, who would have thought that? You know, twenty twenty two when it started, like we said. Playoffs is no doubt. The team is looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the ship looks awesome. Everyone's bumping. The vibes are great, as a certain former player would say. And to now where it's like all the wheels that were on this wagon have just fallen off. Who would have thought, you know, who would have thought? I wouldn't have thought that for sure, we, Kirby. We I don't know, from, Ottawa and Montreal fans. I mean, <laughs> we went from having a 2022 Mustang with all that souped up to being a Toyota, a 2004 Toyota Corolla on bricks. Uh, That's a Ryan drive. Analogy. I mean, you could ask, you could ask Kirby. <laughs> my phrase for this entire season has not been, uh, has not been uh, disproven yet, and that is this team is a 2004 Toyota Corolla. When we you fix something, something else breaks. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you guys there. It's it's been a, it was a nice first six months. You know, my boy Hoobie was was living high. He was great, and then the last six months, my boy who my poor boy Hoobie's in Calgary freezing with with Kirby right now. So mm-hmm. snowed in. <laughs> Honey, skies coming for Christmas. So yeah, a couple more days. Yeah, I'm a couple days to Christmas again. Out of Arctic prison. Hey, negative 22 <laughs> compared to 80 here, Kirby. There's a 100-degree difference. Between and remember, there's wind chill on top of that, too, so it's more like minus oh, 30. Yeah, terrible, terrible. With the humidity, we've even got it higher, maybe in the mid-80s at this point. So, Like, do you even leave your house, Kirby? Sure. Can you go outside? <laughs> there's a little bit of sun. I went. To, I did a Costco run. I Thankfully, I got all my Christmas shopping done last week before the, the Arctic chill came in. So. Oh, boy. Good call. Well, hopefully the, there's a warmer days ahead of for you, Kirby. Uh, um, David, before we wrap up here, I wanted you to, to shout out the Fantasy Football League. I think we're both in the semis, and I just want to thank Lex and Cody again. They're a huge part of our Spaces community, and like Lex and I, we went live on the Kachuk and Huberto trade in the summer, and, and Cody's there every night after every game pretty mm-hmm. well, so I just want to give a shout out to Cody and Lex for joining us here. Today. Yeah, thank you, Lex. Thank you, Cody. It was a treat to have you guys on here, and I hope the fans and the audience – Really enjoyed your takes and your opinions. I know I did for sure. So uh, hopefully we can do this again real soon. I appreciate you guys coming on. Kirby Ryan is always being on here with me is always great uh, hearing you guys. And of course, Ryan being at the games with you is always a treat. So uh, Lex, Cody, anything you guys want to plug in your Twitter or anything like that? Instagram before we wrap up here. 
Um, well, first, I just want to say thanks so much for having us, guys. It's been super fun. Great to meet all of you, like over the last, I guess, year or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to stay in touch on Twitter, um, my handle is at Alexa Bertrand. Um, so feel free to follow um, and exchange, send DMs, whatever. Nice. Yep. Yep. Once again, thank. it's been an honor to be on this podcast. It's been an honor to be a part of this community. Uh, if you have any DMs or critiques or even complaints about my performance on this podcast, you can at me at fat at fat underscore Barkov. Yes, sir. <laughs> Best profile pick in the game. And I guess I'll end it with one of my signature hot takes. And I think this might be my hottest take I will ever say. And that is the Panthers will make the playoffs. Wow. That is bold. You do realize they have to go. Oh. Wait, I messed up my own rule. I messed up my I messed up my own rule. Dang it. My bad. The Panthers will make April hockey. (laughs) Okay. David, let me let me do I see the timer. Let me do losers of the week real quick. That's right. Go ahead. All right. So number no, I'm only I only have two. And number two is gonna be the SUV that hit the the truck yesterday and made me late to the game. And then number one loser of the week is Lex for not saying hi at the game. That's all. <laughs> um, That's Ryan, it's a two-way top. street, mm-hmm. right? I'll see yeah, you on the you. on the 29th. All right, and also I think we also need to get Gators on here. We'll yes. get Gators on here eventually. Gators, Gators. like family because he was in that photo and everything like that. Yep. Lex yep. gets losers of the week before even I do, or even the Cowboys. Kirby, you're, cl- you're close. Yeah, we Kirby, started the Cowboys, now we're ending the Cowboys. Kirby, I'm waiting. Well, Daddy's the- coming this week to Miami. Daddy. That's your daddy. That's not your daddy, not ours. (laughs) Our daddy. Raise your hand if you've ever been objectified or personally offended by Ryan Keelan. Me for the last 20 years. Especially David. Yeah. Ryan Keelan is Regina George. (laughs) Not not me. I haven't met him too much, but I I do go to FSU. So I guess there. There you go. So thank you, Ryan, for wrapping us up with your loser of the week, although Mm -hmm. it leaves Lex with the stain on her shirt. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, having her on here but yeah look forward to meeting seeing you next game lex again thank you everyone for listening i appreciate you all following us on instagram twitter and the discord we appreciate you guys it's always fun interacting with you guys there um as always uh look forward to hearing your guys feedback uh throughout the week and we look forward to the next episode if you don't hear us from us from till then have a happy holidays and as always go panthers and thank you lex cody ryan and uh kirby for joining me as always so you guys have a good rest of your day happy holidays baby let's go cats